Welcome to Mint, the podcast exploring the Web3 creator economy. I'm your host, Adam Levy, and every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be showing you what's happening at the corner where crypto meets creators by interviewing Web3's top creative entrepreneurs, collectors, and founders. This episode is brought to you by the composable and decentralized social graph Lens Protocol, who's ready for you to build on so that you can focus on creating a great experience, not scaling your users. Guys, I've talked about this on the podcast before. We as creators need to break through a new paradigm of social networking apps that we control rather than them controlling us. Lens Protocol isn't a social media app. It's designed to let Web3 social apps bloom. Own your content, own your social graph, own your data. Lens Protocol is the last social media handle you'll ever have to create. This episode welcomes Charlie Durbin, one of the founders of Decent.xyz, the premier all-in-one Web3 release builder. In our discussion, Charlie shares with us the concept of rentable NFTs, a new innovative approach to NFT ownership. He explains why this model is appealing to creators and the ideal audience for rentable NFTs. We also discuss the exciting level of experimentation happening at Decent as we explore the concept of a decentralized Patreon and the potential of rentable NFTs as a new way for creators to build and monetize their community of collectors. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. Charlie Durbin, welcome. Late nights call for strong, deep conversations. This is a spontaneous episode. I know we were not expecting to do this today, but we just got off a call and you you really like dug a hole into my brain about rentable NFTs. So like, I feel selfish not recording this conversation. So you know what we're doing today? We're talking about rentable NFTs. How you doing, man? Welcome. Let's do it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, one thing turns to another, and all of a sudden, I find myself on the mid podcast. <laughs> Let's go. I think the the only other time we've been on like a, I guess, more formal discussion was an SF or that conference. Oh, right? Yeah, right. Um, and um, I remember what every time you talked, everybody was just stayed super quiet, just like everybody just turned and like looked at you. So. Definitely, that's what happens when you speak. So I'm excited for you to be on and for us to run an episode on Rentable NFT, something that Decent actually just announced, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so we announced, let's see, it's Philip filling this February 3rd. We announced Rentables uh, a week ago today. Um, it's actually something, so a little bit about Decent, a quick TLDR recap for anyone not familiar. Uh, we have a SDK and no-code tool that makes it really easy for creators, companies, you name it, to stand up. Uh, what we think are pretty innovative Web3 releases, a lot of them NFT-based. Uh, so to that end, like spend a lot of time exploring new NFT mechanisms and thinking through like what's possible for for these folks uh, trying to either get in the space or sort of push the boundaries if, uh, if they're already here. Um, so rental NFTs are pretty interesting. So it's something that we included in the original protocol uh, when we released it back in September of 2022. Um, but we never really added like an interface for them yet. And honestly, uh, it was a kind of a th- something that we just slipped in to beta test, talk to some creators, talk to some users, figure out like, all right, this text seems promising, but like, how are we actually going to use it? Like, what's this going to look like? Um, and we finally got confidence, I'd say around December, January of this year as to, you know, some reasons why like we were genuinely excited about rentables, could see them becoming a really important piece of NFT technology. We could see, you know, for, significant percentage of nfts overall shifting to this format uh so we recently released our interface to actually you know list and rent them and uh make that make that primitive useful on decent um so yeah excited to excited to dive into it i'm excited as well um 
for those who don't know, Decent Epic Company, mint season six, we did the premiere pin launch with Decent and introduced the vault. As some of it, some of you may be already familiar with, for those who are new to the podcast, shout out, welcome. But uh, season six, we did uh, this really cool campaign called The Vault, where I curated nine to 10 creators to share their exclusive thoughts locked in the vault. It's only viewable if you had season six's NFT. And guess who powered that? Decent. So Charlie, I know you're you're the dev arm behind Decent, right? I would love also to give us like a quick brief on yourself and, and your role at the company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I lead, I'd say like product and development at Decent. Um, so I, I handle... You know, a lot of the obviously like product road mapping, some of the modeling around our mechanism designs. Um, and then I do a lot of the front end engineering. We, I do have a co-founder named Will Canteros, who some of you may have come across in the past. Uh, he's, he goes on the podcast. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's kind of the giga brain behind our smart contracts. Um, and then we have an awesome engineering team. Oh, that was the other Will. I'm getting the Wills confused. Yeah. yeah. There's two yeah, Wills yeah. at the end. We're two, two Wills on the team. We like, uh, we, we like we like them in pairs, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So my background: um, I graduated from Princeton in 2019, where I studied econ. Um, back in school, I'd say I got pretty into crypto during the last bull cycle. Uh, you know, the tw- last I'm sure Adam, you were there like 2017. Uh, the whole run up was nice and exciting, and um, I published a couple of papers on just like real academic sense, like. How Bitcoin is being used for capital flight to China, looking at, you know, how crypto trading might impact like exchange rates, et cetera. Um, and that's what sort of got me into the space originally. Uh, after school, spent a couple of years working in investment banking, doing software MA, which was uh, a mixed bag of experiences. But during that time, I was covering the music sector. Uh, so I worked a lot with like institutional royalty funds and uh, a lot of the companies that independent artists would use to sort of either distribute their music, market it, monetize it, you name it. So uh, for folks who might have be, uh, been following Decent for a few months now, you might know that our very first product is actually royalty-backed NFTs, like streaming royalty-backed. So uh, in that sense, I guess my you know train into crypto might, might be uh, a little more linear, although it doesn't feel like that all the time. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of like a brief brief background brief background on me i was doing like okay crypto nights and weekends until could make it work to go full-time <laughs> wow let's go okay so i know decent has four co-founders right that's right there's a lot of there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen if you think about it it is but we each we each bring a very different perspective and skill set to the team i'd say so uh super fortunate to you know pair with both the wills that we talked about and then right my fourth co-founder is uh, a guy named xander carlson who uh, is a full-time artist signed to Palm Tree uh, Records at Sony. Um, and he goes by the name Forrester. So uh, as we dove into music NFTs over the last year or so, he was really the tip of the spear and okay. helping us understand you know, what the artist needed was, et cetera. So pretty, pretty good distribution between like the creator, uh, Will Collier, who handles all of our real biz dev and marketing, and then Will Canteros on the super exploratory technical side and then you know and then you. In the middle. What, what 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 kind of chef are you what are you bringing in the kitchen what am i uh, yeah i'd say i'm a i'm a good jack of all trades um okay but i yeah i spend i'd say i'm i'm pretty well split between you know a lot of the technical things we'll do at decent and then uh some of our biz dev opportunities but okay uh yeah 
Okay. All right. So that's a good primer, some good context going into this this big brain discussion. As I mentioned in the beginning, Decent recently announced rentable NFTs. And the reason why I wanted to kick off this episode is because something I try to consistently do on Mint is bring new ideas, new new opportunities, new experiments to showcase and document. That's the whole point of Mint, documenting the Web3 creator economy. And it's no different when trying to explore new new primitives like rentable NFTs. Now, I don't know how new it is. You're here to tell me sort of how new it is. But I want to get into the trenches of why the hell should we even consider rentable NFTs when the whole thesis around Web3 is to own. You are the owner now. So that's like the the the, the prime question, Charlie. That's like totally. the top of the pillar question. I want to I wanna dissect and find all the branches. Um, so let's kick it off there. Why rentable NFTs? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So uh, rentable NFTs were originally introduced by a team called Double Protocol um, sometime this summer. I uh, forget the exact date, maybe July or August. Uh, in an Ethereum improvement proposal, an EIP called 4907. And basically what EIP 4907 introduces is like this idea of a user of the NFT. So, you, you know, when you buy an NFT, like you become the owner of it and like your address is, you know, mapped to the owner field of that of that NFT and stored there. Um, EIP 4907 also includes a user. So someone can become the user of that NFT that is not the owner for a certain period of time. So, you know, if I buy a rentable NFT, for example, I will ma- I will remain the owner of it. But say I list it to be leased, um, you can now, like, say, pay five bucks a day or something to become like the user, uh, the user of that NFT, and you know, in theory, uh, have all of the like attributes, credentialing, you name it, that that NFT like would endow to the owner otherwise. So that's just like a brief brief overview on you know what a rentable nft even is <laughs> um so like why why do we care right so the the there's a lot of like individual feature unlocks that you know i think would be might be interesting to dive into uh that rentables rentables facilitate i think at like a super macro level though the analogy that i like to give is a lot of people will refer to nfts as digital property right um, so I'm not sure if this is, you know, something that you've come across before. Imagine what most people have. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's like this idea that like they provide provenance in like a digital, digitally native economy. You can attest that like you own something and it's like, that's a pretty powerful thing. Um, when you think about like why property rights exist, it's kind of like twofold. They have like two jobs to do in a society. One is to like provide uh that ledger of ownership and and um from that like you can get two types of efficiency so like there's allocative efficiency and like investment efficiency so allocative would be we want every piece of property in society to like ends up in the hands of the person that values it most um so like through pure speculation bringing it back to nfts like you might say that like every NFT can end up via trading in the hands of the person that values it most uh, by expressing it that way. But there's this other like really important job of property rights, which is it incentivizes the person to like invest into the things that they own. And the person that like is wanting to invest the most sort of sweat equity into the property that they own, so like grow its value, 
that's what we would call like investment efficiency. And that's like a, that's a pretty different notion. And I think that that is ultimately like the unlock of rentable NFTs. So, um, like until now, we're probably in a typical NFT that people would think of. The only way that you can like really profit off of owning something, barring some, you know, NFT DeFi integrations is to like sell that NFT, right? So like I have to sort of lose my ownership of it to profit from having, having ever owned it. Um, with Rentable, it's like you have this new set of incentives where you, by, by nature of you like investing into that property that you own to grow its value, you can charge rents proportionate with the value that like you're inputting. Um, so it, it, uh, it, it, it introduces like significantly more incentives for, yeah, for, for the owner to invest into the asset and like by extension, the communities that they're a part of to grow their value and then jointly profit off that labor uh, in tandem with the creator. So that's like the super macro example um, and analogy as to like why Rentable NFTs are interesting. And I think they're like a very meaningful step forward in like what it really means to establish digital property rights, you know, on chain. What's up, guys? Sorry for the quick pause, but I wanted to tell you about Bello a new blockchain analytics tool I built that helps Web3 native creators and communities learn more about their collectors and their on-chain behavior. Through a simple search, Bellows Intelligence can help you figure out a price for your NFT drop, show you what other communities your collectors are a part of, and empower you with insights to make confident decisions on how to grow your community. I built Bello with you in mind. So as a creator myself, Bellows helped me make money by finding sponsors for the podcast and allowed me to curate better content for you guys and now it's ready to help other creators too if you're a web3 native creator nft project founder or community manager join the waitlist to try bellow's beta product today by signing up at bellow.lol forward slash join that's b-e-l-l-o dot l-o-l forward slash join all right back to the episode so the most prevalent case study or use case that i see charlie is you want to be in the board ape community. You don't have 300k to drop. You can borrow somebody else's NFT. Join the Discord. Be in that crypto culture for a minute. Like that's like where my simple-minded brain heads to. But I'm not sold just yet. I want you to sell me a little bit on it on it more because we've been primed to think in Web three that in this new world you're not renting. You're owning. You're owning your audience. You're owning your data. You're owning more of the value uh, and the take rates. Right. That kind of uh, you've been you've been stripped away from in web two, right? You, you are an active participant in a protocol based off the tokens that you hold. And because you hold those tokens, you can actively vote and have some form of, of say on chain, right? And that's like the premise of, of what we've been, what we've been spoon fed so far, but I'm still trying to understand the value of, of renting something digitally. I can yeah. see, I could see the opportunity of renting uh, uh, a room in someone's meta home. You know, and whenever we end up getting to that stage and, and, and if there's a lot of foot traffic to that specific, uh, 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 plot of land, right. What did they call it? A voxel or whatever. Um, uh, I could see people renting out advertisements on there, you know, um, and being able to kind of capitalize on the attention. Those are some of like the very minimal use cases that come to mind, but help me, help me understand it more as if I was like a fifth grader. Yeah. 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 Totally. So I think like, but let's uh we can look at it from like each side of the market's perspective. So like the creator who might be issuing the NFT and then like the collectors who might be renting it. So from the perspective of the creator first, 
Um, like right now, let's take the, the board ape one is like pretty good example. So let's say like the board ape community and creators, like they actually really want to expand, but, uh, the only way to expand right now, like might be either to issue more NFTs, which like could potentially dilute the value of those that are already existing. They could alternatively go with some staking mechanism, um, in which they're introducing a secondary token. So like it, it's different than this first NFT, but like we'll still ascribe like some rights, some membership opportunities to the secondary token. Uh, but the third and like maybe the most interesting now is like you could start enabling rentals of those NFTs. So this like preserves the ultimate scarcity. Like you have your very tight knit community, but like you want to start introducing some new members to it, for example. Um, the, the people like renting out their NFTs, they're basically providing like, you know, date passes, month passes, um, into your community and introducing a few more folks to it without like seriously jeopardizing the value of like the existing collection in any way at all. Um, and it's a really nice, like now shifting a little bit towards like the collector point of view. It's a nice, like incentive aligned mechanism too where you know your earliest collectors your earliest supporters that community they can start to like profit by having been there early um so like by you know they were likely meaningful uh like contributors and why that community became so valuable at all in the first place um and by renting out like their nft now they can start to actually redeem some of the value without having to exit that same community um, so that's like, uh, that, that's like a few reasons. Um, I think that one example we like to give that's like pretty concrete, um, and pretty relevant for, you know, creators too, would be something like ticketing. So let's say like your NFT affords you access to some, you know, uh, token gated virtual concert, like in your, uh, voxel land that you reference. Um, and it's only going to happen at like 8 PM tonight. And like, maybe you can't go, <laughs> um, if you don't go like that, that is just like one attendee that now won't be there. Like no one's really redeeming the value of that concert, but instead, like there, I'm sure there's like a lot of other people that might want to go see that. So like they could rent their NFT afford someone else, the ability to go into that concert. And then both like the original token holder is going to get some value out of it. The person going is going to get some value out of it. And like creators are able to earn royalties on rentals, same as they would on sales. So the original creator like will earn, will earn off of it too. Um, so I think that like, it really just opens up different frameworks as to like, you know, what is possible with NFTs that aren't necessarily like better or worse in like absolute terms than, you know, a strict ownership one. Uh, but they're new. I think like a lot of the NFT space right now is looking for, for that. <laughs> Who do you think is like the ideal creator type to experiment with rentable NFTs, music, digital art? uh photographers like is there is there a prime uh suspect that you imagine kind of like reaping the most value from a from a use case like renting uh it's interesting um i i think there's i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily break it down by uh like by like uh media type or or uh media genre sector or anything like that I think like creators that already have a strong community that exists are like pretty well suited to introduce rentals. Um, 
the interesting thing like about rentals as well is like the nft itself and i think this is probably what we're most excited about um is so like laden with intrinsic utility like by like it can be rented like that is something that you know not 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 many other tokens can say that it opens up like a lot of interesting use cases um beyond just like even the token itself or like trading it so like we could we could see a future where you know every creator you know has their nfts but say they want to like launch a subscription to their to their community like rent one of is like they can actually facilitate on-chain subscriptions so instead of saying like oh i'm going to offer like this new nft type to my collectors they might just say like ah oh, like i'm going to start doing a subscription for certain parts of my community uh, and we could see like rentable NFTs being branded in that type of way where it's like we're going to put for first and foremost what this token actually does. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, the fact that it is an NFT at all is like quite secondary. So from that perspective, like I'd encourage creators to kind of think about it the same way where it's like try to think about like why might this be like something that's useful and introduce it via that like utility or like how it's going to impact your day-to-day community got it uh versus like thinking of it as another nft so rentables and please correct me if i'm wrong renting an nft is similar to subscribing to a, a software service and it being and you getting charged automatically every month a rentable nft could emulate the same energy and the same action it could yeah so there's a with a few but do you but uh, but do you need the rentable nft specifically or could you do that with any nft do you need so the the difference is like the rental itself like is time bounded right so if you did it with like a regular nft it would be like selling a lifetime subscription i suppose um to say like you as the creator like you mint all these rentables maybe to your personal wallet and start leasing them then it's like someone's prepaying based on you know a specific time for access to like this good service or access um so that that i would say is the difference like got it it's not it could be adapted into more of like a pure play subscription type product um but at this point i'd say like it's it's a bit more like a prepayment got it so creators are continuously i guess pressured to innovate and release new campaigns and new nft drops but what they could do they could start offering packages and treat their community like a patreon of some sort like a decentralized patreon they could have the lifetime pass right where you and you you outright own the nft and you can flip it and trade it on the secondaries or if you want just like a quick primer you know and, and just test the waters you can get a rentable nft for much less but with limited access totally totally valid use case okay I like it. That makes a lot of sense. It's very, uh, now it feels more comfortable to a sort of what we know. And I could, I could relate it now to what already exists. Cause I'm trying to think like scrape the token. What is the use case, right? Like, is you, you're going to like, you build users, you build adoption through understanding the use case of something, how it applies to somebody's life. I think that's actually a very applicable use case. And again, I'm probably very simple minded when it comes to it, as my nimble brain tends to be, you know, so I'm sure there's a lot of other creative things that can come about from this that maybe we're not even, we're not even touching upon just yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like maybe just to, first of all, like, I think that this is definitely like an abstract concept that took a bit for us to like get comfortable with too, which is why, you know, we waited months to actually build the interface for it. Um, but a couple of the other like sort of core utilitarian 
uh, implementations for Rentables that, you know, we think are kind of interesting would be like delegated claiming, for example. So, you know, let's say you want to claim an airdrop that requires some token uh, to be in your wallet to prove that you have access to it. But you don't necessarily like trust the issuer. I don't know. Maybe you have some other just general concerns. You could even just like lease the NFT for free to a separate one of your own wallets for a minute uh, to get access to it, um, to this airdrop, claim it with like very little repercussions or exposure to one of your wallets. Um, Then you can think about like sort of pure play DeFi type things where, yeah, like Uniswap V3, every LP position is actually an NFT. So you could wrap this NFT with principal wrappers and all of a sudden, like you can start to lease out like your LP position. So say you're like, you know, passively managing a position, like not really performing that well, you like might actually be losing money due to impermanent loss and things. You could, you could uh, lease that out to someone who's going to like very actively manage it. And like, they might be able to derive more value from that position than you would otherwise. And like that all starts to become possible due to principles. Um, and uh, yeah, like think that it's, I think that it is like a pretty exciting primitive in that way where there's just like some pretty concrete use cases where it's like, yes, like I don't really have to debate like, you know, why it is worthwhile for me to be owning this NFT. It's like the, the ability for me to like do something with it is like critical and like inherent to the token itself, which um, it starts to be like pretty exciting when you think about, you know, a bunch of other use cases that I'm sure haven't even crossed their mind yet. Um, Right, felt we're excited to see. Yeah, super exciting, man. I love, I love the consistent level of experimentation that comes from Decent's end. Um, I think if there's one thing that, one thing of the many things that Decent has sort of solidified itself as is like the experimentative platform that welcomes all and any types of experiments. And I remember very early on, you guys sort of were the first to, I want to say, commercialize, quote unquote. Even <laughs> though it's we're not at that scale yet, but like bonding curves for 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 creators right and pegging their social token to their nft but doing it in a way where it's re- like it's scalable to an extent right where it was very much like in a, in a, in a way self-serve like any creator can come to you they could do it they could release that token on a bonding curve and go all all shits to the fan so i feel like it's like a progressive uh sort of like lineage into that that level of experimentation that i love to see um and something that i i talk about on the podcast like the more you experiment the more you put yourself out there even if you fail there may be instances where you succeed and then you'll you'll come out as like this uh this innovator to the community of collectors, you know, and it will just boost your social capital in the space. So working with platforms that align with that, I think is very cool. So shout out to Decent. Shout out to Yeah, no, thank thanks so much. Definitely definitely appreciate it. It's something that like we've we've worked hard on and um, you know, a persona that like we we definitely like individually, I think, even as a team, all ascribe to. So nice that that comes through. Um but yeah, I think like empowering creators to continue experimenting to push the limits of, you know, like what is possible today. I'm not sure that like anyone is super excited by like this status quo or at least like believes that the status quo like will be sort of what Web3 can be in the future, like Web3 to its fullest extent. Um, and we'll only get there by, you know, trying, trying, uh, you know, more experiments with increasing velocity and making all those accessible. So like something for us to probably work on as a company is like to, you know, keep describing like really compelling case studies to like some of these more abstract concepts that we're throwing out there. Um, but hopefully like, you know, we have some great creators lined up for Rentables, for example, and uh, 
we're super excited to see, you know, where they take it and, and push the space forward. Let's go. That's that's super cool. So I want to I want to know what's next. What's up next on the on the decent menu? Because we use the analogy of cooks in the kitchen earlier. So I got to continue it. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. I'm hungry. Uh, so I think that like you know right now Red School uh, it's definitely worth noting like they're only available uh, as like forty nine oh seven NFTs. Um, we'll very soon be releasing a rentable wrapper as well. So you know one of the, probably aspects about decent that we're most excited about would be these wrapper contracts that we have so right now that's treasuries and staking that'll soon include renting as well um i think that like we're really eager to continue introducing like these new utilities to existing nft collections where you know someone like a doodles awesome community a lot going for it um that community is probably ready to like try something new um and you know it's test out whether it be like a new revenue model, a new access mechanism, a new mechanism for even like releasing content from the community itself. Um, and they're going to need like contracts that are kind of like backwards compatible with what's already there. Uh, so that's something that like, you know, we're particularly excited about. Um, and then moving even farther into the future, um, you know, we spend a lot of time thinking about what Web3 unlocks. And for us, I think the answer we always come back to is like interoperability between applications, sort of this like self-sovereignty of the creator and collector to move seamlessly between them as well. Um, and think that there's, you know, still a decent amount of work to do in uniting all of the super exciting applications that exist today and giving new ones like the shared audiences to come in and, and do quite well. Um, so spending a lot of time uh in that regard too it's a bit more of a vague description but uh yeah i like it i'm excited for you guys i'm keeping an eye out for sure uh charlie before we wrap up this awesome conversation on rentable nfts where can we find you personally and then where can we find decent as a whole yeah yeah so you can find me personally probably on uh twitter would be the best place at c durbin xyz um and then uh, uh, for decent you can find us at decent.xyz on twitter and Decent XYZ dot mirror uh, for our blog, uh, and then Decent XYZ on Lens as well. That's uh, probably be our, our three biggest platforms. <laughs> this was great, Charlie. We'll we'll do this again soon. But uh, until then, appreciate you and have a good one. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ, and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.